0: The show will begin in 5 four, Three, two, one. Thursday night crossfit talk with Scott Schweitzer
1: and Jamie Latimer
0: We got to change the game we all your take let our voices rise let them reach the sky we got to change the game we all your take
1: What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Thursday Night CrossFit Talk. Actually on a Thursday.
0: Yay. Just feels We're back. Right, right. Yeah.
1: Uh if you hear any loud commotion, my wife is a diehard Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Their game starts in a couple minutes. So that's probably what's happening if you hear a loud right. commotion. So with that, hey, Lex, hey, Kenneth, always our early starters with us here on the show. Um, how's your day going? week?
2: Good. <clears throat> I thought I was getting sick yesterday. I was not feeling good. Um, rested a lot today. I'm feeling better.
1: Good. Uh, this is Paper Street Coffee. In a blender bottle. Okay. Going hardcore.
2: That's late for coffee.
1: It is. It is. It's the, the frost cold brew. Oh, yeah. Uh, so just, um, I didn't sleep well last night. It's the first time I haven't slept well in like a week. Uh, and so just trying to get through tonight, but should be fun. Um, It never... It never goes well when the, the bears play in prime time you know when i was younger like that was the epitome i right? like when your team goes to, uh is on prime time because like we didn't have the ability to see them from out of town i was in pittsburgh right. or in chicago never got to see them in prime time now like i'm old and i'm like if they could just finish before bedtime that would be yeah really cool.
0: uh-huh.
1: <laughs> and they never do on these prime time games so so we had Steeler or uh, Bears on Sunday night tonight. Steeler game will be going on until well after. So another late night tonight. But with that, um, I was listening to Pat Vellner both last night on Spin and on Savon this morning, and it made me think of some things about Rogue just to kind of finish up. And so I put some notes in our in our little – um document that we keep every Mm. week and just wanted to finish that up and pat said on one of those that 60 percent of the field had ripped hands after after monkey bars
2: was it so after monkey bars is when they tore see i thought it was from the log muscle up that everyone tore
1: he said it was a combination of the two
2: okay
1: but by the end of the monkey bar It was 60%.
2: Makes sense with the rain gripping extra hard.
1: Yeah. And then he went on to say it made the deadlift unbearable with that. You could see
2: that. Uh
0: Uh-huh.
1: To the point where he said he looked at Tudor. Tudor looked great. Chandler looked great. He was not going to keep up. And he's like, well, I think I'm going to bow out. And then Tudor missed. And he mm-hmm. was like, son of a gun. So he went and hit the lift. And then he went one more because he was at 595 and he'd never hit 600 in a competition. And then he missed the lift. So. Yeah. But he said that aggro bar just dug into the hands.
2: Uh, oh, yeah. I can't even imagine.
1: And when he had the 605 up, it actually, as it was coming out, was tearing on the skin. And he just said, it's not worth it. And uh, let it go.
2: Yeah, you could see it in his fingertips as he was lifting. I I like almost to the point where like, you have have ever like pinched so hard. And then as like kids, when you did that, and then you like try to like open your hands and you can't. Like that's what his hand looked like when he finished. Like he just like physically couldn't.
1: Yeah, so um, so he he made a comment like you know Pat is just willing to say whatever, like he's established, he can say whatever. It it is it's kind of his brand. Yeah, what we love about him. Um, he thought the deadlift was a boring lift. He's like, it's the shortest range of motion from start to finish it just didn't have. And so I wanted to get your thoughts because as it was going on, there were moments where I was like, man, this, this is not exciting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, <laughs> um, and I, I was, I was almost happy that he said it because, and you and I kind of talked offline that like, it feels like nobody talks bad about the rogue crew. Right. 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 And When Pat's like, man, it wasn't exciting. Then I was like, you know what? It really wasn't. And I know I said that in my head. I just never said it out loud. Because I think as you get to the end, there is some buildup there as they're getting to the heavier weights because it is more of a struggle. But with 18 bars for the women and 14 bars for the men, like there was a lot of boring time before you got to where it was exciting.
2: Mm -hmm. Just dragged on way too long felt too long between lifts, yeah, kind of anticlimactic.
1: and I think um, and actually, Kenneth beat me to the punch. I was gonna say, why we love the sandbag lift at the games because from start to finish took so long, there was this uh, build up if whether they were going to get it or not. Mm-hmm. Deadlift, you knew. Pretty much right away, they they were yes. or they were, right? Yeah. And so it takes that like anticipation and excitement out of that. So my overall question is, do we need more dynamic lifts if you're going to do a max one rep max? Or, or were you good with the deadlift, or like a bench or a squat?
2: Well, you know my thoughts on it. I have made it very clear on the show. It's when I, I don't like seeing single. I don't really love any single modality. In, I I like I don't I say that, but like I can get get with a five k just because it's longer and so it's actually like. Um, and this was long. I, it did test some endurance I would say out of, but it almost like negatively affected the people that stayed in it longer, which is never what you're really looking to do. Right. I mean, Bethany didn't lift at all. And Alex lifted a crap ton of weight and that's, that's never a good thing. Um, you don't want to punish your winners. Um,
1: I I think Pat said like four lifts at 90%, five lifts. 90 yeah. percent yeah,
2: um I like I would like to see like three or five rep, maybe sometime. I like the complexes like the the um, the semifinals two years ago um that complex that they did. I would much rather see something like that um, and more of like or even like the total. It kind of can be chaos on the field, but i I would just i don't want to just sit there and watch people walk up, hit a lift, and step out or move on um but to me, that kind of stuff just isn't exciting. It's not exciting to watch Brookwell's break her arm like and I feel like that's a possibility and all that dynamic stuff like hmm. i i'm I'm just not here for like one reps it's never been my my thing. I don't really enjoy watching it. It's there's times where you're like, "Oh, like Jackie Dahlstrom picking up that sandbag." You're like, "Wow, that's incredible." Um, but I would if she would have like clean and jerked and ran and been top 3, I also would have been super f- impressed, right? Like there's other ways to be impressed with the fitness and the strength.
1: Yeah, I think I love watching lifts, but, and and Kenneth makes the the point that like the Olympic total wasn't exciting.
0: Yeah, it wasn't either.
1: If you you were in the Coliseum, I'm sure it was way more exciting than it was if you watched on TV. It, It seemed like when you're with a crowd of people, like in anticipation of this one lift to see if they get it or not. It's a, it's a lot more exciting. Yes. So it's, I didn't want to go back and judge that because I didn't watch it on TV like I watched Rogue. It's an unfair mm-hmm. comparison. I was right there front and center for those lifts in an environment where it kind of did that. What I'll say about the sandbag is, I think the sandbag, one, took forever to get to your shoulder, so there was a lot of doubt. Two, so many people surprised us. hmm Like the typical winners didn't win right except for danny
2: <clears throat> yes
1: um but like the other people around her at the end were not your typical wasn't amanda barnhart wasn't those you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it wasn't tia so i think like that added an element of excitement to it because you saw different faces in that final on that final platform
2: Yeah, totally agree. Getting
1: their moment under the spotlight that they don't normally get.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Now, if I'm going to pick what I want to watch for a lift, I want it to be a ladder. Like, that's what I want. Like, the one rep max, like one platform in the middle of the floor, it was novel when we first did it. It worked well with the sandbag. I'm over it now. Agreed. OK, let's like I thought the Olympic total was fine in person with the multiple platforms and just kind of go going through it. So it's on a time you're done. We move on. But I love the ladders.
2: I like the ladders, too. It's also um, multi, you're moving through. So it tests uh lifting under fatigue, which is, I think, superior.
1: And I will give you this. Even the ladder where they went out and ran a loop and came back in and lifted. I was cool with that type of ladder too. Yep. Right. But yep. It the ladder tells the story so nicely because you can see them moving down the floor. Like, you know where yeah. everybody is. It's super exciting. I can still see Christy and Tia coming in for that last bar. Who gets it? Who doesn't? Who's going to win that event? like that was thrilling to me
0: mm-hmm.
1: so if if you're going to go like i guess i'm i'm ready to go back to that for a while than the one rep max fair enough <clears throat> and that's just me we've done We've done CrossFit total. We've done Olympic total. We've done CrossFit total like twice now in a yep. couple years. Like I'm ready to move on from all of that for a little bit. Let's go back to ladders or the years where they had to do something in between the ladder. Right. Mm-hmm. You go to this ladder, then you have to go do handstand pushups. And then you come back to the next ladder or, you know, whatever. I think that that's just a good as good as test of strength as the one rep max and it adds it's better storytelling. Agree. So Kenneth says it's long. So I'm just going to pop it up. Um, Shoot. I'm not, there we go. Nope. Okay. Plus with the deadlift, I don't feel like they explained the rest timer. So most of the event, I was wondering why the timer kept resetting, but that could be, That could just be me.
2: We talked about that a little bit, Ken. They were keeping, this is what I had suggested when we recapped the show that night um, because that's one of the things I didn't like. Like they needed to just keep condensing it as people went out, but they were leaving in everyone's spot Mm -hmm. so that everyone consistently got the same amount of rest and that's what took so long and got boring.
1: And that's what took long in the final event as well. They did the exact same thing. The cap was 14 minutes, even though it was only taking them six. They kept the 14 minute cap to give everybody the rest. They thought they were going to get in addition to the resetting. That was ludicrous in my mind, but yep. Because you split the heats in half. So now you're, you're actually giving the second half of the heat more rest 14 minutes, more rest.
2: Right. Yep. Um,
1: Yeah, that is probably the thing I'm most critical about with Rogue is that I know you can't do anything about the rain and the delays, but you could have done something about that kind of timing. So. Now you're just coming up with a whole new event, Kenneth.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Call your shot, waits. You miss, you have to go run the hill. Three strikes and you're out. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: so is your score the weight or the time because that's kind of like a biathlon like the the penalty lap is your to extend your time like if you ever watch biathlon in the olympics you ski whatever the distance is you come back you shoot for every target you miss you have to do a lap On that circle and that is your penalty for so then when you go back out and then your overall time is your score
0: okay
2: (laughs) he's just trying to make it more exciting he doesn't know know. i think with
1: that you should have like a ladder like you come in the first time you make it get to go run come in the second time you miss it you got to go run the hill then run yeah, so it could be you could do something like that. They actually did it at Rogue the first year with actual air guns and targets. Um, but there, uh, T Kane, I would I would agree with you. I would say the last event was more exciting than the deadlift for sure. I just didn't like the the length of the delay in between
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um so there's that um the other thing they talked about on spin last night is tyler p scored our favorite thing in the whole world p score uh Mm -hmm. he p scored this whole thing and really there wasn't a whole lot of dramatic change and i'm doing this all on memory because i don't think tyler has it posted anywhere so essentially, Jay Crouch would have finished a couple places higher. Daniel Brandon would have finished a couple places higher because of the handstand walk event alone, mm-hmm. because she won by so much. <clears throat> and then the the major thing is that Laura would have won by like 80 points instead of 10. So, um, so my question to you is having run the P score on this and Laura actually winning by more, does it make you think about her victory in any different way?
2: Um, no, I think, I think, well, for one, you like, we know this, you can't, I actually think had they known they were P scoring this, it probably would have been even more in favor of Laura. I think there's times she probably could have pushed harder. The only thing I think really Tia could have, could she have run faster in the first event and had a bigger gap? I don't know. Um, But for me with P score, and we've talked about it it really really is important the programming and with the way some of these events were um so
1: so just before you go he did not p score the duel he left it as is because there's no way to penalize for performance on that event the actual penalty is not me being move to the next round
2: okay so he left
1: the rest of it was then p scored
2: yeah and and tia was already penalized there um yeah i i mean programming plays a huge role and it's got to be like super well rounded programming to where you don't have these like major biases like that handstand walk one is it's just too biased like it's it's pure like daniel brandon's always gonna win that and always gonna have a big lead um i don't know if like a heavy barbell needs to be paired with that or something to like make that a more well-rounded workout where it isn't it isn't just daniel brandon's a minute ahead of everybody else um and that goes back to where i don't like to just see single modality things for a comp in general um it's going to be that way with lifts it's going to be that way with just a run it's going to be that way with just a single gymnastics piece um so the more well-rounded crossfit workout it's just you just have to the comp needs to know that it's p score and needs to be programmed as such and the athletes need to know so it's really hard to go back and talk about it after the fact
1: and i and i wasn't i wasn't posing the question like p score was the way to go or but like oh yeah it's so it's so close with tia and laura and p score is just a piece of evidence to say that like when laura did win she did win by greater than tia at this point not knowing that this could be a factor it it extended her lead and if you would have asked me going in, I would have thought it was the other way around. I would have thought that Tia would have benefited from the Peace Corps more than Laura. Hmm. So that's what surprised me. And you know, I am in Laura's corner. I am a lawyer, Laura loyal supporter. And I mm-hmm. love the evidence. And I just wanted to know if it changed anybody else's view of how significant her win was. Because she did... If given performance-based scoring, she would have extended it a bit.
0: <clears throat>
1: so, let's go back and catch some stuff up. Okay. Uh, Carolyn said they need more. They need more running in that workout, and I think she's referring to the handstand walk.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, she, handstand she tested it
1: in the rain. Uh, Carolyn said she tested it. With the hill run and one time through on the handstand walk at 50 feet each. When the hill was taken out and they added more handstand walk, it became more of a handstand walk workout. So what she's saying is it was only supposed to be one 150 foot handstand walk.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or one twenty yeah. One fifty foot, then run up the hill, then run all the way back. Where yes. when they took the hill out, you had the handstand walk back back yeah as well as two. so it actually doubled the amount of handstand walking and took out the hill run
0: yep
1: and and in all honesty even being a laura supporter a hill run probably would have favored tia over laura
0: mm-hmm.
2: She's a better yeah honor. maybe
1: um and so that that would have been interesting i did watch laura's recap video today on her channel and she was bummed they took the pegboards out because she thought that's where she could make up some ground <clears throat> um tkane says do you guys think Rogue will keep it at Dell diamond next year or move to an indoor outdoor facility. I think I've been to rogue a bunch. This is the first year they've really been affected by rain. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I think that, that it is an off season event. It's okay to have these things happen, right? It's not for the fittest on earth. It's for the rogue invitational championship. And that's that's fine. Yeah. Um yeah. I think it's worth the risk to have an event at some place like this really cool where they can have both strongman and crossfit and highlight and showcase all of their equipment and their inventions. Make sense?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I do think that that this is one of the reasons why the CrossFit games have gone to an indoor facility for the majority of their events. So we kind of talked about that on the wrap up shows. Okay. and um, when and if you go back i we I've been at the games every year since covid um, and it has been affected by there's been something affected by weather every year I was there. Yes. And I think for the games, that is crucial. Yes. Um, and they need something that when they put together a test, they know that that's going to be the test throughout the weekend. And so I think it's it's important not only for smaller footprint to be able to move from place to place, but also for the consistency of the test year after year if you're going to move to a more professional version of the CrossFit Games. Mm-hmm uh uh and carolyn says exactly my version was a lot more about the run and pushing the conditioning of the workout the handstand walks weren't the whole workout uh clock says i want to see p scoring dropped unannounced on on the athletes at the games for a few events at least (laughs) i think you i think it's either an all or nothing thing you because if you if if you drop it on a few events it it could create a bias unless you did it just on a fully balanced test
0: yeah
2: i could see the the correct workout having it and I could see them do, doing that. They won't, though. Um, and then, and that goes. Game scoring is different than rogue scoring was sh- straight up. So, how how would like game scoring affected? We don't. I don't know. I mean, did Tyler do that too? Laura had one more first place, so maybe she would have been higher. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. He I'm he not, also not, was talking about how it's a 20 person field. So it. there's also some other things that change both game scoring and all this stuff. So, um,
2: and, and we've made it pretty clear the smaller the field, the worse the P score is. So like, it's probably not ideal for this 20 person field. It might work great at a 40 person games field. Um, so I don't know it, but yeah, I, it doesn't, doesn't mean a whole lot to me
1: here at rogue uh Kenneth says let's be honest crossfit has bigger problems than we're scoring right now i could and i was not bringing this up as a as an endorsement of peace scoring i was bringing it up as an endorsement of laura's performance over the weekend
0: mm-hmm. and
1: that's all it was for was to yes they were tied going into the last event laura won by two spots she won by 10 points if you P scored it, she would have won by much more because she dominated some of the events she won. That's all I was trying to say. I am not a fan of P scoring. I don't think they should adopt it. I said when we were doing crash shows that someone made up the problem so that they could bring their system in because I don't think scoring is a problem. I think there are way other... Way more issues than scoring, for sure. And finally, T. Kane, have you ever tried to get Laura on the podcast? I have. I have. She's been very nice to me in all accounts. Um, uh, she came to Columbus for 22.2, I think it was, um, and here at Rogue, and I was down there she was super nice, super nice the and present one and against Emma Larson. Lawson. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, and had a blast watching her. She is, she's just a phenomenal athlete. She dusted Emma on that one. I know. Yeah. And Justin and Saxon were there as well. So Um, let's move on. So, um, one thing that that Pat brought up and I wanted to bring up again, because I brought it up a little bit, athleticism versus being a CrossFit athlete. And he talked about it with the dual and the over, under, and, and because he was asked, um, he was asked today what is he better than matt fraser at mm-hmm. and what is matt fraser better than him at and pat's answer was i'm more athletic than matt is mm-hmm. and what he meant by that is if given something in a moving body through space he would be able to pick it up much faster because of his athleticism than matt would but there are things that matt does that are so ridiculous and out of the scope of normal human beings and he gave an example of like, hey, Matt, what would you do on this workout? Matt told him. And, he, and Pat's like, Not, no human can do that. And you know Matt would have. Like, and that, Yeah. Right? And mm-hmm. so there were things that, that Matt was way better than Pat at. But he said the one thing he did think he had in his favor was athleticism. And we talked to Carolyn all the time, who she talks about athleticism versus being a CrossFit athlete. And that she played all these sports. And so when it comes to those things, she can adapt super well. And it really showed itself at Rogue in the duel, I think. Like Jason Hopper being a college football player, it showed. Carolyn or Paige Cimento being a college hockey player, it showed. Like, is do we need to have more tests that are just that, that are just a display of athleticism? as opposed to, like, straight down the fairway, CrossFit, something that you can practice, rehearse. Because that's kind of been the knock on Jeff Adler, another one of my favorites, right, that he cannot adapt to the new implement or the new element as fast as others can. Uh, Carolyn is with an emphatic yes. Yes. <laughs>
2: I mean there's only it's it only basically comes down to like obstacle courses it, it, like what are you doing other than adding a a throw a softball throw or some type of a throw um how are you testing true athleticism it's you're like basically running, jumping, and aiming is your Athleticism, hand-eye coordination, would be your metrics for athleticism, so,
1: like swinging a sledge, right? Yeah, and hitting an object. We've done that a couple times, and it's never been built in a way that people couldn't cheat. But right. But if we could find a way where where it could be done, like that's a a, a thing. You have mm-hmm. to hit. You have to hit the mallet as a certain way to drive something whatever you know what i mean yeah um yeah that, that's a great point carolyn too there's barely any lateral work yeah uh, you know like just add a shuffle like a sideways shuffle <laughs> or
2: yeah how do you test that
1: okay so what about the sprints where we had to like go around the dummies like that yeah. that adds some an element of uh, just some athleticism as opposed to just a straight run mm-hmm, just don't have mm-hmm. the line so close that everybody gets disqualified
2: right yeah you could do you could do more like shuttles in of that effect I would like it's to see fun. it paired with a other things.
1: Run. A shuttle run that's not just 20 feet, 20 feet, 20 feet. You mean like a
2: true basketball man maker? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or even around the dummies or some type of a, um, yeah. It just needs to be paired with other things.
1: Kenneth says strong man's fear. Does that count? I like to try to different odd odd objects. I love that. Carolyn is a big proponent for this athleticism mm-hmm. thing. I wonder why. Sprinting is so important. Speed in all sports, we rarely test sprinting and agility. <clears throat> and it's so fun to watch when it's done well. Like I, and I don't want to go back to like a softball throw where half the field looks like they have incompetent, right? Mm -hmm. Like, but, but do you remember even like the, the GHDs with the med ball toss where you had both hands come up, launch the med ball?
2: You were just trying to get as far as possible. Yeah. I like
1: that. That was at the games one year. So I just, I think there's some creative creativity there. Um, Yeah. We had a year at the games where they did broad jump, Mm -hmm. not a great spectator spectator event. Cause I think they went in like a hallway somewhere and just like marked on the, the floor with chalk.
2: I mean, the, like the, the power output out of like a vertical or a 40 yard dash or a broad jump, these are all things like James Townsend would show you, but you, that's displayed also in his cleans. And that's why we test that stuff. Like, I don't, sure. I'd be all down for you, like throwing in some type of a combine event, like true, a true combine um, but I don't. Also, don't think you need to keep testing like that, like sh- short power burst in mul- in multiple ways.
1: It d- it doesn't have to be short power. I just I think like I loved watching them go over the logs, um, in in a speed way as opposed to like a grit way that was done at the games. Throw a heavy sandbag over it, then get yourself over it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I love the way that it was like a quick sprint over and under. And you could add elements like that in the middle of a workout in a lot of ways.
2: Mm-hmm. I, yeah, um, I. you can see that stuff. You saw that stuff climbing the net. Like, you saw, you see that when people go over the logs. Like, you can see who is awkward um but you know pat fell matt fell and not everyone you're not there's a problem with trying to go too fast at that kind of stuff
1: yeah yeah okay it was just a question we're in the off season got to come up with interesting topics to talk about um So I want to do kind of uh, our way too early predictions for next year. And that is, we've seen Rogue, we've seen the games. I'm going to just ask four basic questions. And I just want to get your, your thoughts on it. And we'll start with the women. So for the 2024 games who will be the top 3?
2: Top 3? You want you want me to start with women?
1: I, I'm starting with women.
2: Okay. And you want me to answer first? Um I'm going to say Tia, Laura, Emma Lawson.
1: Okay. I'm going to say Laura. Tia Alex Gazan.
2: I figured you might go that row.
1: Used to be different. I really, I really would think. I really think Emma is solid. Mm-hmm. And I, but you picked her, and I want to give someone else some love. Fair enough. I'm not putting MOB up until I see
2: Agree wrong. that's tough for me tough for me.
1: Um I need to talk to Ariel. I need to see where her head is. Um so who do you think will be the biggest mover?
0: Um
2: I'm going to say Emma Carey.
0: She finished. Not that she
2: was. I know. She
1: can only (laughs) move so far. Okay. I'm going to say Amanda Barnhart. Okay. Give her give her six months to get used to having a kid, and then see the comeback. So who's going to go from outside outside the top twenty to possible top ten? We had a couple people do that this year. <clears throat> we had Paige Powers. We had Emma Carey. We had Alex Kazan.
2: Mhm. Um, we all
0: finished 12, 12, 13. 12. Yeah, something. Yeah, somewhere in there.
2: Well, you wrote from outside to top 20, and I'm gonna say Brooke Wells.
1: Yeah, that's what I meant outside the top 20. That's what, yeah, I, you, you, but I you would literally.
2: And I went literally outside. So I'm going to say Brooke Wells.
1: And that's truly what I meant.
2: Okay. Okay, good.
1: Someone who didn't make it and then popped into the top 20. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with Annika Greer.
2: Okay. She was one of my.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so outside completely. -hmm. Didn't didn't make the games and has a shot at finishing top twenty, and it's you have a lot of like games athletes that that happened with, oh yeah, so Kenneth with Hannah Black,
2: Mm. I don't know she's she's still very, I think she needs a couple years.
1: (laughs) going with herself, hey you've done it before we can see it again, especially mm-hmm. if they add mm-hmm. those sprints, um, maybe mm-hmm. some hurdles, stuff like that to the games. All right. And then finally the tough question, who's at risk of falling off.
2: All right. I wrote on two and I, it pains me for to say one of these a lot. Um, and I, and I don't, you mean falling off of not making it to the games at all? Is that what you mean?
1: Or just? Well, they were at the games this year. Yep. And they, they either finished really high and they're going to fall down or they're going to fall out.
2: Okay. I'm going to say fee. <sighs> I know. And my other one just felt my, my worry for falling down. Is Emily Rolf. It pains me a lot to say. I it's just I it just really for me it depends on where they keep going with the programming. If they keep pushing the machines over running and heavy, I just worry for her.
0: Yeah, I oh, man.
1: I look at Emily, she had her best finish ever at the games. She is like 34 years old I know but dang like she's good at machines it's she just is
2: good the, at machines
1: it's just the dang heavy
2: mm-hmm.
1: um so who
2: gosh <laughs> I know this one's hard
1: so fall for me, like Fee's actually a great pick. And it's, and it's more about programming. I think she's fit. It's just the way the programming has been going.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Gosh, dang. This one, the obvious choice to fall back is Ariel.
2: Yeah. From, yeah
1: third but to go i don't think she's going to fall that far um and i hope she doesn't fall at all like i hope cuz she's just an awesome friend and i want her to do well but um the other one for me is here we go well katrin
2: i wondered if you would say her <laughs>
0: <clears throat> I, th- I, I, I actually think, she think she's in the, in the imp- imp- year.
2: Yeah
1: And she had a great year And It's almost like what better way to leave Right
2: Yeah but I don't think she is I think she's going to try to Replicate that
1: okay. I can so-
2: <sighs> Yeah
1: well, TK I, I picked Amanda Barnhart as the biggest mover, <laughs> so I can't now pick her to, to fall. Does Rebecca Fuselier make it again? I do believe she will.
2: She was my other outside. Um, but, but I don't necessarily, I just think she might make it. I don't, even if she makes it, I'm, I don't think she'll be top 20. So I didn't pick her for that one, but I do think she can make it.
0: And in... yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, it's. I see what you're saying, Emily. Agreed that line at semis, so many years.
2: Yes, the games is always programmed better, in my opinion, than semis. Like we said, semis was your bigger more power athletes, so she was riding that line and the games always has more running always has more endurance and so she always places higher at the games um so which is frustrating like you want it to make sense like get the right athletes there who show up and do well i haven't heard a whole lot on cursed Ken said, "Thoughts on Kirstetter year two talk on her has been quiet."
1: I'm taking a wait and see on that.
2: Yeah, she's still with Proven, but with Jacob. Yes. Is she tra- is she at home training with Jacob, or she at Proven? At training. Okay, that's good. I think that I think
1: that's the best. Her high school, she's not homeschooled. Okay. Like, Good. Um, and I think Lauren Fisher had a great uh, weekend at Rogue and proved that she could. She does have a shot. And like what they were saying a lot on the tailgate party about her is, she was trying to. She was at regionals in two thousand eleven with um i think it was annie sakamoto saying it and she can't believe that she's still competing and she's not 30 yet i know it's insane she was like the first teenage crossfit girl
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so okay so that was the the women i really should have taken notes on this i'm doing it all from the top of my head so and then i'm gonna be it risk of of like being held to all this <laughs> all right so men on the top you want me to go first on these
2: you can cool.
1: so i'm gonna go adler and this is my risky one adler pepper fitkowski I think Brent is going to come with everything he has after finishing fourth at everything.
2: I'm going to go with a good old PV and J.
1: (laughs) Okay. But
2: I have Jeff, Jeff, Pat, Brent. i rip roman is tough because i do think he'll be up there um but
1: you know what was telling of for me is when your competitor says that you have you have holes that you really have to work on and they were and that was said about roman by who by pat
0: what's his holes he didn't say hmm.
1: but if your competitor knows it
2: yeah well every Pat has holes he needs to work on true so swimming so And shoulder to overhead endurance
1: apparently that um,
2: gets them every time.
1: So, who's the biggest mover?
2: <clears throat> James Sprague. Oh, I wasn't supposed to go first. Sorry.
1: No, that's fine. Um, biggest mover, I will say. I think I said two weeks ago that I'm not picking this guy for anything anymore. I am done with him. And. I'm gonna do it now. I think Jason Hopper is the biggest mover.
2: Yeah, he was my other option there. Yes, Carolyn, I agree. uh, Roman, ring muscle-up workouts and upside down does seem to be what holds him back. Jay is impressive, man.
1: I, I could see Jay Crouch making it to the top five next year. 24 years old, had a hell of a season.
0: Mm-hmm. Great game mm-hmm.
1: appearance, even better rogue appearance. And if you look at the performance base scoring there, he would have done really well. Um, not that we're doing that, uh, but that, yeah, solid, yeah. solid pick. But he finished top 10, right?
2: Yeah, he was like eight.
1: Yeah. So like... It's hard to be a biggest mover because he's got nowhere to go it's like you're on my carry pick
2: i know i know
1: um out so what's the next one uh outside to the top 20.
2: obvious ricky um so i'm not gonna use that um austin hatfield
1: Okay. Since you said Austin, uh I'm between two people. I'm going to go Jack Rosema.
2: Okay. I like him.
1: It was between him and Tetlow.
2: Okay. Yeah, I like I like Rosema.
1: Oh man, Mid- I would love to what? see Mitch and make it back.
0: Not Leahy?
1: No, not yet.
2: Okay.
1: <laughs> not yet. Uh, you say Justin, biggest mover. Yeah. I, I knew what you meant, Carolyn. Yeah. He I has haven't written down. To be the biggest mover. I just yeah, go with Hopper absolutely. because he has more runway to move. I mean, Justin finished 12th, he could move 11 spots realistically, but Hopper could move 15 and still not finish as high. That's the only reason.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, I
1: I talked to Mitch Stevenson underneath the Coliseum uh, last year, and I want to see him make it back so bad. He's such a good dude, such a good dude. All right, who's at risk of falling off?
2: I got three written down. I'm going to say Bailey Martin.
1: Well, you took my first one.
2: Okay. (laughs) You want to know my second one? So. That Carolyn wrote my second one.
1: (laughs) Oh, man, that makes me sad. Uh, well, Cole in like the bottom 10, like fall yeah. off man. he's already kind of, I I have a feeling Cole's going to announce his retirement. There was an interview he did with China um, at the Rogue Invitational. He said, there's going to be some stuff coming out next week.
2: Oh boy.
1: And, and I just, I just have a good confirmation or anything about it. Um, but I I would go with Col- Carolyn's. I think Colton actually could fall off.
2: I could see that too. He's programming dependent too, kind of.
1: Yeah. And and I think it it sucks um, that that it is, but it just seems like everything. It's almost like what, as his star has risen, so have the box heights, and so have, and it's all. It almost seems calculated, to me.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like they're pushing um, what, for a bigger athlete.
1: But yeah, but other people like BKG is a great one that he could. Um, Yona, Yona mm-hmm. finished sixth. You know, there's a there's a good chance he falls outside. Yeah, top 20, especially going indoors. Yeah. So, but cool. It was just something for us to kind of chat about. Um, I won't hold you to any of these. That's good. (laughs) Um, But as we get closer, of course, we'll talk about it more. Um, but something fun to do, kind of, is the off season. It's a dead period for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I did want to talk about um, on the weight loss show. We did a push up challenge. Yeah, um, I want to brag. So, for at the beginning of September, I have did as many push ups as I could in two minutes, and I got. Um, I got
0: 22. Nice. nice.
1: I took the test again on Tuesday. Got 33. Nice. So 11 push-up improvement. I'm super stoked about that. So now we are doing a squat challenge for the month of October or November. I got those months wrong. The push-up challenge was October 1st to to the 31st. And now this, so, um, so now what it's going to be is hundred air squats for time. I'm doing that tomorrow. Okay. And then, um, we'll test that again at the end of the month and see how much faster I get at that. Um, and then the one squat workout for the week is Tabata squats. So yay for me. <laughs> I, I'm not a fan of Tabata anything. Is That's there one, one workout our... style that you hate seeing?
2: Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, anything thruster chest bar, hate it.
1: <laughs> well, I didn't say movement. I said style. <laughs> I like, but you don't care if those are thrusters and chest. Do you say chest bar?
2: thruster chest bar, least favorite
1: and, but you don't care if those are tabata
2: Amber? Uh, i probably actually be like better i don't mind tabata we do Ooh. we do tabata air squats for the level method that that's one of the spots on the map um
1: carolyn's favorite that's Car- are thrusters and just shocker
2: <laughs> Um. Yeah, we do Tabata, air squats, and Tabata sit-ups in the level method. I don't mind Tabata; I actually like it. Um, I don't even know what my least favorite would be. Something like probably like short sprint Kales or of some sort repeats. I don't. I like just high power. Or anything is just not great for me.
1: So it's not really that I hate Tabata. It's whenever I do a Tabata, four hours later, I could eat my house. Okay. And I don't know why that is every time I do it. Especially like the Tabata with like four movements. Where you do a Tabata this, then a Tabata that, then, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think that's what they're called, like Tabata this, Tabata that.
0: Yeah. And, uh-huh. yeah, okay.
1: yeah, so... Those, but really early in my CrossFit life, I hated interval workouts. Anything that gave me rest, I got nauseous and I actually threw up during. Interesting. Like fight gone bad, minute rest, I'm out back every time. Now at Polaris, we do so many intervals, like now I'm used to it. And so they're not bad for me. It's really interesting how it's kind of changed. Um, but anyway, didn't have that anywhere, but so I'm going to do another giveaway for a mint trading card mystery set, uh, that we will be sending out. And this week's trivia or competition is you go to the YouTube comments on this episode and you guess how many yards passing Tyson Bajant will have Sunday Versus the saints, whoever comes closest wins. We're not doing prices, right? We're not doing prices, right? Where you have to be under closest, either under or over. Whoever comes the closest will win the set of trading cards. And if there's a tie, we'll do a drawing of those who tie. But this could be his last start for a while so we will we'll take the crossfit kid guess what his yards passing are in the game against the saints and if you are the closest you'll win a pack of mint trading cards from wad zombie um a mystery pack they're sealed i don't even know what's in them so i just put them in the package and send them out and last week we had two winners: Chelsea Miller and uh, Andrew Sten. So they won two packs. You have another one away.
2: Who do they? They play the Lions in two weeks. Is that?
1: I think their bye week is after this week. Okay. And that's why I'm saying it's probably his last start, because after that, then Justin Field should be healthy enough to move forward.
2: For some reason, I thought it was coming up soon
1: it may be in two weeks
2: i was hoping he'd play
1: the wallpaper on my work computer is the bare schedule but i did not look ahead and this is not my work computer so (laughs) um the last thing i'm going to say is uh head down back in the editing bay episode two of the documentary okay i got i got all my video content so. Going to start working on that.
0: Yay.
1: Hammering that out. And that means Holly and Jamie will be editing again. And I will be working my tail off. Um, But we'll get that second episode out. Um, I guess we can say I got media credentials at uh, Legends. So we're going to do some stuff there. Very similar to what we did at MFC. Where we're going to just do short, quick, like mini documentaries where we interview athletes, tell their story um, with quick little highlights. Um, so I'm super stoked about that. And we'll be doing wrap up shows every night from Legends. Cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Anything excited. to add? Something All right. right now.
1: Well, we will see everyone next week, and thank you everybody for being in chat. You guys added so much to this. Love your predictions, love um, your input as always. We got the best audience in the world. With that, we will see everybody next time on Thursday Night CrossFit Talk.
0: Bye.
1: C Four Energy, Extend, and Cellucor are delivering the most effective. Best tasting and highest quality products for you. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at C, the number four energy.com. That's C4energy.com. And now back to the interview.